We all read about great ideas that never get traction. Sadly, many individuals, startups and corporates fall into the trap of building and launching businesses based on good ideas rather than building a path to achieve success. With the build it and they'll come approach to new products, markets and launches, these are expensive lessons. However, in some cases, you can work your way out of the sunk cost problem by converting your approach into a discovery-led strategy forward. Hi, my name's Dina Goebel, and welcome to Diary of a Business Designer. This is a show about business design. It's not theory, it's 40 years of lessons learned to create successful business models. You can register on my website, diaryofabusinessdesigner.com for email notification for new episodes, resources, and downloads. The trap of significant losses does come with the territory of working in the realm of market uncertainty, innovation developments, R&D, and with economic and global instability. We've had over 20 years of newer tools such as business model and lean canvas, design thinking, and contemporary approaches to market and product testing. All of these can reduce the investment risks with some methodical testing and planning. However, these tools miss the mark. When you're moving into unknown territory, how does one develop a robust planning methodology? Or with such an unpredictable future, how do organisations allow themselves to be bold enough to pivot quickly? When faced with disruptive competition and declining markets, how do you let go of the past and explore a new future? And when asked to lead innovation... The usual corporate demand is for a definitive business case to follow. An impossible ask, but how do you respond? And of course, if you have built it and they didn't come, what is your next move? These are all really big questions, and yet we don't talk about discovery-led strategy enough. We don't talk about what to do if the cart has been built before the horse is found, or how do you salvage a sunk cost of a solution built, which is looking for a problem. All the words of wisdom are to avoid this error in the first place, yet it still happens. So what do you do next? Personally, I'm a fan of discovery-led strategy. Although, as an individual, I can linger and excel within ambiguity and fear, and I can sit within the lack of definitive forecasting and take comfort in the challenge of finding the path to success as it will unveil itself eventually. However, others are entirely distressed by the notion, making leadership unity, stakeholder buy-in, investment and change management all extremely difficult and too often as overwhelming obstacles. Most people prefer certainty and we know most don't like change and the financial types certainly don't like unforeseen budget strategies. I will take a moment to share a few of those joyous budget obstacle examples. In one big corporate, they allowed us to explore an innovation service offering for which we had secured 200k innovation award budget for. However, eight months later, when we were ready to launch, that 200k budget had run out and the project was pulled due to uncertain ROI modelling over the successive three years. In another big corporate, they allowed us to launch a small venture designed to explore an alternative business model to the norm. 12 months later, our bonuses were docked as we were unable to achieve a positive ROI. 
both are clearly examples where corporate finance is not able to sustain, support or uphold innovation principles. The wallet holding decision makers will never be open to discovery or innovation led investments, let alone a discovery led strategy. Do I sound like sour grapes? Sure do. I mean, one lesson learned over and over again, it's important to understand the type of obstacles to start with, and they usually do start with financial willingness. Other naysayers to discovery-led strategies says, will often quote you the sunk cost fallacy is a belief that because you've invested in a solution or a product, you should continue to do so because you've already sunk the cost. And it is true, sometimes there are times to let go, but I'll be giving you examples of when it's worth trying to discover a strategy forward. Another fave, particularly from investor naysayers, is the favorite quote for all startup fails, that 42% of businesses fail due to no market need. And yet many industries thrive on discovery-led strategies. Salvage experts will find gold in a wreck, Demolition yards collect and resell fragments. Recyclers will reinvent something more on trend. And secondhand dealers live on the mantra one person's garbage is another's treasure. So there is room to hold on to the solution. And if there's a tenacity, trust and willingness for a discovery-led strategy, it can work. I'll give you a few of my examples. Now, if you are listening on your favorite podcast app, don't forget to subscribe, like, review or share. My goal is to get to a thousand followers. Plus, you can follow me on LinkedIn. Now, first, a little bit more definition. A discovery led strategy is not a one off project, nor a sprint or a consulting piece, nor limited to the discovery part of customer and market analysis. It's a continuous cycle a process of trusting the process until success is achieved. A discovery-led strategy is not a product market fit framework used by capital investors, i.e. what is the problem, who is the target market, how big is the problem and what is lacking. That is all too late if the investment or the build has already been made. Nor is it the lean canvas customer discovery used by startups where you define a target audience and early adopters conduct interviews, make test prototypes and so on. These scenarios are not dealing with the solution that is already built. They're not dealing with the business that is already operating. What we're dealing with is something that is seriously not working. So what is a discovery led strategy? It is potentially a solution looking for a problem. Or more specifically, a strategy whose sole purpose is to find a market for the solution. It is a strategy to stay fluid and follow the money and the traction towards future developments and expand and grow from the small crevices that you can find in the market. It's an open-ended process of try, test and fail until a niche is discovered and prized into. And it is based on trust. Trusting the process, trusting the ambiguity, trusting the triggers and established boundaries and enabling the openness and fluidity for the discovery to occur. 
As you can see, it's a very difficult space for most business managers to accept. I do sum it up as a willingness to find a path through testing before progressing. A key ingredient for discovery-led strategies is to maintain a firm and structured approach to the process, which includes, and not limited to, assumptions testing. A methodical process towards testing goals and exploration goals. Setting milestones, deadlines, timelines, knowing your triggers and your sensitivities. Defining what I call measures of success and the decision-making criteria. You can leverage so many different tools and techniques in lean and business canvas, product design, market testing, pitching, competitive analysis for your discovery processes. It is all about basic assumptions testing and assumptions busting is a 101 in lean canvas for startups today, as is MVP testing and market analysis. So we're using familiar tools, but the mindset is not that from the startup, it is actually from a discovery-led strategy. It was first described in 1995 by a professor from Columbia Business School, Rita Gunther McGrath, and she wrote the, a book, The End of Competitive Advantage. And I'll quote, she says, In practice, it's wise to designate a keeper of the assumptions, someone whose formal task is to ensure they are checked and updated as each milestone is reached and that the revised assumptions are incorporated into successive iterations of planning documents. Without a person specifically dedicated to following up, it's unlikely that most individuals who are up to their armpits in projects and management pressures will be able to coordinate the updating independently. In my 20 plus organizations across my career, I've landed in many businesses with dire strategic problems, and this tends to be my career journey. Now, here's five examples where I've used discovery-led strategy because the product didn't fit the market. So now what do we do? I didn't throw them away. Now, examples one and two, they were quite similar. They're both startups who invested in building a solution based on the entrepreneur's terrific ideals, both built their solution and both struggled to connect it to a problem. Over time, traction and revenue generation were non-existent. And you, know, you often hear about people losing their homes because their business didn't take off. Both had built complicated solutions targeting social purpose outcomes with a goal to generate commercial outcomes and both failed, leaving their entrepreneurs penniless. On developing a deeper understanding in both cases, I discovered they had developed complicated solutions, which when broken into distinct smaller propositions, provided some easier to obtain traction points. We use these to generate cash flow while exploring potential solution problem fits for the remaining capability set. A really good indicator at the time was the number of fire sale offers we would have for the solution components from interested parties. It was like uh, having a garage sale and, you know, people turn up at 5am to go and resell your goods at the market. If we had stayed in the mind of a sunk cost get out mindset, we would have sold and recouped on the losses. 
However, with patience, strict scope boundaries, we generated some positive cash flow. And then over time, both refined the lagging part of their solutions. And with more focus on market fit and refinement, we were able to bring their solutions gradually into the market in a more considered pathway for success, a discovery-led strategy. Two other examples were both well-established and they both had multi-million dollar revenue and that relied primarily on fixed-term funding for the provision of healthcare services into a defined audience base on behalf of their primary funder. Both these organisations over time, with increased competitions, changing regulation, shifting consumer expectations and lethargy to innovate and evolve, had reached a critical end-of-life point and near immediacy of lost funding due to declining value propositions. Staff, founders and leaders were all stuck in a single business model and could not see past the current solution set. Fortunately, both were keen to survive and with supportive boards were open to discovery-led strategies. With a deep appreciation in their areas of healthcare expertise, the opportunity to identify market gaps, leveraging their existing unrefined IP was entertained. Using innovation techniques, which explore, test and develop solutions, was kicked into gear and new solutions derived new traction with very clear goals. The business models were able to shift rapidly into new futures. Both these organizations were able to leverage their fixed funding models and with innovation into new business models, they were able to use a discovery-led strategy to create a new strategic path to survive and beat the odds and the challenges ahead of them. Now, in this last example, it's the classic corporate idea, which was basically to build a white elephant, i.e. a solution with no evidence of market need and was retired to the sunk cost write-off garage to gather dust like so many of these great ideas. Personally, I've always learned in innovation, never throw anything away. Who knows? You can repurpose it for another day. And that's exactly what I did. I was tasked with looking for expansion opportunities to escalate flattening revenues and simultaneously discovered there was an opportunity to wind down some other low profit margin services, which had been allowed to linger due to lethargy in managing change. Joining the dots, I could see an expansion opportunity over here, a wind back opportunity over there. And so it provided a good operating cost trade off but there was unwillingness to allocate additional capital expense in a flat business that I needed at the time to enable the expansion opportunity until I found the sunk cost garage of unused goods. Sure enough, I could cobble together a repurposing initiative to create an MVP to test the expansion and voila, it proved up a success. Not only did the expansion work, we were able to replicate it four out of five times, a la its discovery, not everything's perfect, and move into a permanent redesign of the service model. Again, another example of a discovery-led strategy to grow, finding an unusual, unplanned path of recycling from the old. Hopefully these examples give you the energy to speak up about discovery-led strategies. 
as long as the obstacles are not overwhelming from the get-go and there is a willingness for patience, disruption and supporting change, a diligent process will find a path forward. I've put some links in my podcast notes to several books that really do give you the tools to help you through these processes, as well as a link to Rita Gunther McGrath's original 1995 article. Please visit my website and please email me to ask questions, provide feedback and chat to you again another day. Bye.